0: Also a warm welcome for those following online this morning. So we're looking forward to a, a, a great service this morning. Roughly be about 45 minutes um, to, to an hour. Uh, shortly we'll sing some songs, uh, have some announcements, then we'll get into our, our sermon. I'm um, excited about what the Lord has in store for us this morning. Any questions regarding uh, Calvary uh, Calvary uh, Canon here, um, or also um, the Baptist, uh, Calvary Baptist in Cardiff, please feel free to, to message Pastor. So before I open in prayer this morning, any praise reports? Something good that the Lord has done over the last week? Now I know Izzy has one. <laughs> Come on, Iz. Okay, so Izzy passed the driving test this week. So yeah, we pray, praise the Lord for that. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic news. So saves mum and dad kind of, you know, just being a taxi and driving Izzy around everywhere. So yeah, yeah, I really thank the Lord for that. Any other praise reports? Out for a nurse nice with my grandsons yesterday for my birthday and Sam drove me in his car for the first time oh fantastic <coughs> yeah. yeah brilliant so, I tell you now he's driving
1: his I <laughs> 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 literally <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh fantastic yeah. any others yeah we had four um, in the
2: point Friday so that was nice the oh brilliant
0: yeah, yeah because uh, yeah, Jess and Jason um, kicked off the point mm-hmm. not last week the week before and I, I don't know if they didn't get the memo but obviously they didn't have anyone there, unfortunately, but this week they, they were four. Yeah. So right. praise the Lord for that. Yeah, and um, and as well. oh, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. So we would just just you know keep keep the point in prayer that you know people more people come in, hear the gospel, get saved. Amen. Mm-hmm. I don't know Andy is um, is with us. So it <laughs> snowed yesterday. Yeah. saw the pictures. That's a, that's a picture of God,
1: actually. So <laughs> absolutely, <yeah>. absolutely.
0: <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the the opportunity and the privilege of being in your house. Father, we just thank you for the freedom that we can come here and worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we just thank you that we are able to to receive what you have to give us. So Father, I just pray this morning that you just bless myself, that Father, you would just give me the strength and courage to preach what you have placed on my heart. So Father, I just ask that we have um, ears um, and hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. Father, I just ask that you bless us in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So, if you please, be upstanding as um, Brother Andy reads the Word of God this morning. So, the reading this morning is from Amos. So, I'll, get, I'll give you a little uh, a little time to get it this morning. So, it's Amos chapter six, and we're reading verses one to six.
2: Excellent.
1: Chapter six. Uh, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion, and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye unto Calneh, and see, and from thence go ye to Hamath the great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Be they better than these kingdoms, or they border greater than your border? Ye that put far away the evil day And cause the seat of violence to come near That lie upon the beds of ivory And stretch themselves upon their couches And eat the lambs of the flock And the calves out of the midst of the stall That chant to the sound of the viol, And invent to themselves instruments of music like David That drink wine in bowls And anoint themselves with the chief ointments But they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Amen. Thank you. Oh, may the Lord have his blessing to the
0: reading of the word. If we remain upstanding, we'll go into our song service this morning just to prepare our hearts um, for what the Lord has prepared this morning. Um, the first song is Redeemed. So if you take your hymn books, Redeemed 311. So the first one is 311. is the Lord. And the next song is Rock of Ages 185 185 he did so the heading of my message this morning is now now is not the time to be at ease so as Andley beautifully read this morning our text uh, is from emos 6 um, and we'll also be looking at revelation 3 so kind of you know kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit this morning Um, Amos 6 and Revelation 3. Um, So just, yeah, just kind of stick with me this morning as as we go back and forth. Um, And we'll take a look at, you know, what the Lord has placed on my heart. So Amos 6 starts out with a stark warning. Woe to them that ease in Zion. And as we go through the scripture, we'll see these are God's people. See, God is not talking to the unbeliever. He's talking to his own people. A nation that are totally trusted in their own affluence and abilities. A nation that was on the brink of judgment and captivity. You see, they were so wrapped up in self. They were affluent. They were well off. They were comfortable. So their security was in worldly and earthly things. Not in heavenly things and the things of God. They had an indulgent lust for comfort and luxury. Their concern was the here and now. And as believers, they acted no different to the heathen in the world. So rather than being a separated people... They were just like everyone else. And as we go through, we'll see the similarities of, you know, of exactly where we are today. They also put off the day of judgment. They had defined their own reality. And we'll touch on that a little bit later on in the sermon. You see, everything was good. They were living the dream. Yet the days were dark and they were at ease. Now there's something terribly wrong when the days are dark and a believer is at ease. Yet many believers are living that way today. There's never been a time in history like the times we're living in right now. I spoke about many of those things last week. It's like evil on steroids. You know, we are so way past Sodom and Gomorrah. I speak to the you know believers from, from different churches. I kind of just mention you know what's going on in the world, and the scary thing is that they neither know or care. They don't know because of ignorance. And they don't care because of unconcern. So simply they, they're at ease. We look at how backslidden Israel had become. They were affluent. Now please don't misunderstand me when I talk about affluence and wealth. You see, wealth isn't wrong. It's not, it's not wrong to be wealthy. But many times money will take us away from God. You know, we can't, the Bible says we can't serve two masters. We learn to depend on money for security. And we tend to push God to one side. So a few examples of what they were doing. They were playing instead of praying. They were seeking goods instead of seeking God. They were ripping it up. Now for us older folk, that means they were having a good time. So they were were having a good time instead of repenting. They were laughing instead of weeping. And basically what God is doing, God is just calling them out. But you say, oh, you know, wait a minute, that's Old Testament... You know, that's back, you know, way back then. It has no relevance today. Well, we look at the book of Revelation and we see in chapter 3, verses uh, 14 to 17, and Jesus writes to the church, unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither heart, nor cold nor hot. I would thou words cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, And neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, I am increased with goods, and I have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So we know the churches that Jesus was talking to, they were real churches. The seven churches in the book of Revelation, they were real churches. But they also represent the church age throughout time. So Laodicea is the last church. It's the last church in the book of Revelation. And it also represents the age we are living in today. So Laodicea was in uh, Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. Now, it was a very wealthy and prosperous and affluent city. It was a banking city, so it was, it was a thriving city. It was also famous for its black wool. It was a black wool that was found there that, that wasn't found you know, in, in any other parts um, of that area. And this was woven into garments, and this, and this wool um, was highly prized uh, by the Romans. It was also known for its medicine. They sold a powder called Phrygian eye salve. Now, this powder was ground from a local um, stone, and when mixed with water, it had fantastic healing properties. Hieropolis, which was also nearby, was famous for its hot springs. It was like a modern-day spa resort. So it was thriving. It was, it was a wealthy city. So I'm saying all that to say this. It was affluent. And use the caveat. The people in the church were also very wealthy. Now again, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying wealth is wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to have money. But the point I'm making is Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So not only were they affluent, they, they suffered no persecution whatsoever. So we see the other churches, the six churches before Laodicea, they all suffered persecution. But the, 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 the Laodicean church was the only church that didn't suffer persecution. So verse 14. These things saith the Amen. So Amen means it is so, or so be it. And we know Jesus has the last word. So the, the faithful and true witness. So I'm going to tell you your spiritual condition. Now you may not like what I'm going to say. You know this is Jesus talking. You may not like what I'm going to say. You see Jesus wasn't afraid to um, to offend he'll tell, he'll tell us exactly what we need to hear, offend or please to shake us out of our complacency he said I know your works he said I know what you're doing or what you're not doing he said I'm going to expose you for your, your laziness and your uselessness he said because you are neither hot or cold see many refers to, many people refer to this as you know, Jesus would, would rather me just be absolutely on fire for him um, or just be absolutely freezing cold. But Scripture isn't referring to that at all. A lot of people think that, you know, it means that the Lord wants me to be a mile an hour or zero mile an hour. But that's not, what you know, that's not, that isn't what he's saying. So Laodicea was located in, in the Lycus Valley next to Colossae and Hierapolis. So look, Colossae was a mountain range with snow-capped mountains. And the water that flowed off these mountains was directed into Laodicea. I think it was about six miles away. And they had directed this water into Laodicea. Now this water was fresh, it was cold, it was purified, and it was perfect for, dr- perfect for drinking. And it was also very refreshing. In Europolis they were hot springs that contained minerals. So the water was hot, it was soothing, and it was very therapeutic. They also directed this water into the city to bathe. So there was a natural point where the two rivers came together. So the cold water and the hot mineral water formed a third river. And it's from this river that Jesus was talking about. You see, the water was lukewarm. It was bitter and it was undrinkable. And if you try to drink it, I mean, you try drinking salt water, what's the the natural response of the body? It's just to, to gag it back up. And that's what Jesus is referring to. If you were to drink this water, your your, your natural body would just try and spew it back up. And this is a point that Jesus was making. I'd rather you cold, which means I'd rather you be refreshing, that you rejuvenate, that you renew, you renovate, you restore, and you stimulate. The hot means you are soothing, calm, and comforting. So if we are hot, or if we are called, we're useful. We're useful to the Lord and obviously each other. But he said, You are neither of these. You neither refresh or soothe. And he's saying, You make me sick. So, how would a believer get to this point? So, let's go back to our original text in Amos. And verse 4 tells us that they lay upon beds of ivory and stretched themselves upon their couches so that they were very comfortable very well off. They suffered no um, persecution and they had need of nothing. So basically, they had simply checked out. They were proud and they were self-sufficient. Verse 5 and 6 says, they were drinking alcohol and chanting to music. So you notice that they they were drinking alcohol in bowls. I mean, they were just, you know, such was the indulgence. I mean, they just couldn't use a glass. They had to drink from bowls. What would you say was the worst combination today? Alcohol and music, godly, especially ungodly music. See, music today, music today is so dark and satanic. Over the years, how many lives has alcohol destroyed? How many lives has dark satanic music destroyed? See, music is just like alcohol. It can influence our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and our behaviours. So these are, these are some of the effects of alcohol. It causes depression. It disrupts the neurotransmitter balance, resulting in negative feelings and depression. 43% of suicides are alcohol-related. It lowers your inhibitions, so it makes you kind of do things that you don't ordinarily do. It impairs judgement. Decision-making is a lot poorer after drinking alcohol. causes us to be angry. 50% of crimes committed are alcohol-related. A lot of people say that, you know, it kind of reduces anxiety, but it doesn't. It has the, you know, it has the adverse effect. It increases anxiety. Music can also play without emotions like nothing else. A song can make us laugh. When you hear a song, it can make you laugh. It can make you cry. It can make you feel depressed. It can make you feel angry. Create all kinds of crazy fantasies, especially today's music. The lyrics are ungodly and evil. So again, a little bit of homework for, for you this week again, as in, you know, last week when I mentioned a few things. Have a look at the most successful artists that, that have been kind of around for the last, I don't know, say 20, 30 years and, and now. And, and, and have a look at the reason behind their success. So when, when you get home, have, have a little look. So we know Satan was in charge of the music in heaven. So is it any wonder that music has such a, a massive influence on how people act and behave today? So again, going back, we know that these were God's people. They, they were supposed to have known better. So you expect the world to act and behave in a certain way, but not believers. They had no excuse. They had the law, they had the prophets. Yet they chose to live um, in deception, thinking that God would just ignore or wink um, at their life on easy street. But they didn't get away with it, and, and neither will we, you know, if we continue to live at ease. Galatians 6-7 says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So if we sow laziness, use, you know, uselessness, kind of just living, living the easy life, that's what, we'll, that's what we'll reap. We'll reap absolutely nothing. In Matthew 25, we read about the parable of the talents. Now, one was given five talents. The other was given two talents. And another was given one. Now, according to their abilities. So the two that had five and two, Invested the talents, so they, they used what God had given them. You see, God has, has given us all an ability, um, depending you know on, on, on what we can do. So God had given them five and two, and they invested they, they did what God, God had called them to do. But the person that was given one, he was lazy, and he buried his talent. He was at ease thinking it didn't matter. but when the master came back, he held them to account. What have you done with the ability? I gave you. You see the other two were rewarded. Well done thou good and faithful servant and the one who did nothing with his, he was called wicked and slothful. You see when we stand before Jesus in the beamer seat, what words would you rather hear? Well done thou good and faithful servant or you wicked and slothful servant. You see they drank wine and they anointed themselves with perfume. So it was all about their outward condition. And not one thought about the inward condition, the inner condition. They looked and smelled good, but yet inside they were rotten and dying. two Corinthians four seventeen says, For which cause we faint not, but our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See they, they were doing the total opposite. They were renewing the outward man or trying to renew the outward man, but yet the inner man was perishing. See, when we when we think we know better than God, we start to define our own reality. So just just like many um, are doing today, it's so to define our own reality is it, it's whatever I say it is. Yeah, it's, 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 if I, if I say it's something, then that's what it is. I can decide for myself what's right and wrong. And we go back all the way to the Garden of Eden when Eve was deceived and she took from the tree of knowledge. So basically, she was saying. I can determine for myself what is good and evil. I can define what is right and wrong. I don't need God to tell me. I can be my own God and I can live by my own set of rules. So as soon as a believer defines their own reality, they will check out. Here's some examples. God said you've made some bad choices. A believer thus checked out? No, I haven't made any bad choices. They were all good choices. God says to hold people accountable, checked out, No, I'll ignore them, I'll accept it, and I'll affirm them. God says, forgive. If we've checked out, you say, no, I want revenge. God says, you're irresponsible and prideful. That's why nobody wants to be around you. If you checked out, no, I need and deserve respect. God says, give up that unhealthy relationship. Checked out, no, I'm lonely. I can change that person. I know I can. God says, deal with your problem. Checked out, what problem? I haven't got any problems. You see, the more at ease we are, the more checked out we'll become. See, also they weren't grieved for the affliction of Joseph. They had no concern for the things of God, no concern for a lost and dying world. They were stagnant. They were lukewarm, more concerned about their outward condition rather than their inner spiritual condition. Salt that had lost its savour. So when we see what's going on in the world, it should cause us to grieve. It should really cause us to grieve. It should bring us to our knees. Remember um, in the book I love the book of Nehemiah. I remember Nehemiah when Anani um came and, and Nehemiah asked him and he said concerning you know, Jerusalem. And Anani told him that um, he said, you know, the people are in great affliction, the walls are down, the gates are burned with fire. Read Nehemiah. And you can feel the grief of, of Nehemiah, you know, as, as he's talking. Um, to to, to his brother. So Nehemiah was kind of living in luxury, so to speak. He was a king's cupbearer, so he was just bringing, you know, tasting wine for the king to make sure he wasn't poisoned. So he was kind of living in, you know, luxury, kind of, you know, a, a nice, easy life. But see, he didn't sit back and put his feet up. I mean, he could have done that, but he got on his knees before God and he did something about it. You see, Laodicea means the rights of the people. God says there are two genders, male and female. The rights of the people say there are one hundred and seven. hundred and seven. Abortion, what do they say? My body, my right. It's my body. I've got the right to do whatever I want with it. I don't feel like a person anymore. I'm now a cat. I want a litter tray and I want to eat from a bowl. Now guys, I, I, I'm not making this up honestly, honestly, this, this, this is what people are actually doing. I want to marry my horse. I read not so long ago that, that a woman actually married her horse. This is how insane the world is getting right now. So as I close this morning, I, now I'm, I'm talking to myself this morning, I pray I never become lukewarm or Laodicean. As we see the world coming to a close and spinning totally out of control, that I have the courage to stand up and speak up. You see, I have an obligation and a responsibility to speak the truth because God has said to much is given, much is expected like Esther we're here for such a time as this you see we could have been we could have been, i could be born in any time in history but the Lord says no now now is your time you see we need to be a voice for God in these last days God doesn't want us to be on easy street it's a time to go to work it's a time to labor to be faithful to be fruitful to be loyal to be grieved to be stirred or we need to be praying Instead of playing. So now is not the time to be at ease. It's a time for us to put our hands to the plough. Amen. Will you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, I just pray that our hearts cry this morning is that Father, we are a hundred percent all out for you. That Father, we are hot as well as cold. So Father, I just pray that the words that you gave us this morning just resonates on our hearts. Our Father, that we can apply it. So, Father, when we stand before you one day, we will hear those very words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, Father, I just ask you to bless us in these coming days, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, I pray that the, the preaching and teaching has been a blessing and an encouragement this morning. We're going to combine our closing hymn as well as our offertory hymn. So, Brother Dav, if you could come up, please, and collect the offer tree and pray. And the hymn is 463 when the role is called a beyond. So if you'd please please be upstanding Thank you. That's okay. That's okay.
1: That's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for that.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity for the gathered again in your name, Thank you for travelling near to the Church, Father. I pray for travelling near to the new home. Father, I pray for the time we're about to collect. Father, I pray you, you have your way with it and do with it as you will, Lord. Thank you for the message we've had today, Father. Thank you for Kevin and his hard work and due diligence through the week, Father. Thank you for the message you laid upon his heart, Father. I pray that we take his message this week now, Father, and help it to guide us through the week, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Dave. <laughs>
0: He did. Let us labor for the Master from the dawn till setting sun. Amen.